Hello, my name is Andrew Denny, and I welcome you to Couture and Construction, a weekly show dedicated to the people and stories behind beautiful places, recorded live in the Textures Nashville showroom inside the Nashville Design Collective. Uh, this is episode two. We're very excited to get into today's topic and conversation. How is social media impacting the interior design and build world? What are the pros and cons? How does the access to information help and hinder the process? And how do we as an industry navigate this new landscape? Today's guest knows a thing or two about social media. Lori Paranjape, principal designer for Ms. Paranjape, based in Nashville, Tennessee. Lori has built an incredible portfolio on social media. She shares everything from completed visions and designs, process, and what I consider as uh, quote-unquote get-real moments via Instagram. And she has a loyal and dedicated group of people following her for advice and inspiration. Welcome, Lori. Thanks for being with us. We are excited to have you, and I am very excited to understand your perspective on how social media is impacting our world. Thank you. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks for having me. So, Lori, before we start, share a little about uh, about you. I'd love mm-hmm. to kind of have our audience here. Who is Lori Pranjape or Perrin Jappy, as uh, some people <laughs> pronounce Hoppe. her last, <laughs> last name? Right. Um, well, I'm a family girl. I'm a designer. I'm a chatter on the Instagram. I'm all sorts of things. But um, my family and I live here in, in Nashville. We live in the Brentwood area. We have two amazing kids. My husband and I um, have a TV background, but now both of us have different fields, which I think we'll get into. And um, we're kind of just living the dream, happy to be here in Nashville with everybody else who's moving here on a daily basis. <laughs> well, uh, I'm always interested. I love your story. And of course, I know a little bit about it. But share how you became a designer. Uh, I, I'd love for you to share that. Well, my my background, my degree is in English literature, which, you know, makes no sense whatsoever. Um, I started in television news. I was a TV TV news reporter for a few years. And um, my last market was Knoxville. And that's where I met my husband. Um, he got a job offer in Memphis, Tennessee. So we moved there together and then found out we were expecting. So that was the end of the TV news business for me because I wanted to stay home while my kids were little. Um, while I stayed home, I started working on our house and then I started working on friends' houses and I was always working with my family on their spaces and it sort of started to catch some momentum and I very modestly hung out a shingle, so to speak, and started offering my services. Um, my first design rate that I charged was $35 an hour Wow! and I almost entirely did paint consults. <laughs> And I remember I would come home and be like, honey, I, not only did I get an hour, but they wanted two hours. Here's $70. Woo. Which, you know, when you're starting out. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, that's you're trying awesome. to sell one and Getting you sell paid two. Getting for your time. I yeah. mean, what could be better? So it sort of, you know, started to develop. And then I started really investing in, in you know, my education and in my understanding and in my communication skills and in my business practice. And um, it has, you know, taken me maybe 13 years now at this point to, to have a few things figured out. 
um, as I have developed this career of mine. 13 years. Wow. It is, uh, I feel you. It is, they're being in small business. We both are, and that's kind of the, we're in a subset of that, but the learning curve is steep and it's the gift that keeps on giving. Mm -hmm. So, uh, that's wonderful to hear. I love that story. Uh, I think you're a great success story and, uh, that's wonderful. So, Today we're talking about social media and the impact of social media on the design and build world. So tell us a little bit about your social media life. You, you're an influencer. Uh, you've been widely published in, in national publications, but uh, you also get to – you have somewhat of a media arm of your design business that mm -hmm. you're the CEO of. So share with us a little bit about your social media life, things like what you share, when you share, mm -hmm. and how it has hindered or helped your business. I made a commitment to social media. I started social media like everyone else did, and I just popped up a page and kind of started looking, and I would share probably pictures of my dog and, <laughs> you know, a picture of my kid or whatever um, on social media. And at some point, I became aware and began to notice and then began to study the concept of social media as a business practice and as a marketing machine and what its potential was. So I changed from just having an account to deciding to make an investment into social media, which I say every time I say this, is free. So social media is free. Mm -hmm. They let us use the space sure. and we can share whatever we want. And I decided to invest and take advantage of the opportunity that I had sitting in front of me to, to reach people, to be in homes, to share story, to share context, to share, you know, valued information that I was able to, that I possess that I could share with people. Um, and I decided to invest in professional photography of my, my projects. And I decided to post to Instagram two times a day and participate in stories. Mm, wow. So, so it was a big commitment. Absolutely a big commitment. And it was not arbitrary and it was not, you know, a relaxed approach. It was very clear. I was, I'm systematic. I'm, I remain systematic. Mm -hmm. I, I continue to do that. I don't post twice a day. Now I'd post once a day. Mm -hmm. um, but my approach was really a business decision. It was not a ego decision. It was not a, you know, oh, let's let's try something. It was we're I'm gonna invest right here. So it was a business decision. So share uh, how what you think the impact of that decision and of your success on that has been to your business. There has there is no single, investment that I have made in my business that has had more impact than investing in social media. Wow. It has transformed my business in every single way possible. Wow. It, it took me from operating and designing in a vacuum that I was doing good work, mm -hmm. but no one saw it. Hmm. And I was working and puzzling through decisions and strategy and methodology in private, but I was not sharing that anywhere. Mm. And once I started 
to to share that and we caught a little bit it it caught with there is a little intangible in there that I can't you know I, there's there's not a secret that I'm keeping mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. an intangible to the catch of mm-hmm. why it 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 got traction mm-hmm. um but I was putting in the work to mm-hmm. to get it there mm-hmm. um but what it has done is put me in front of you know tens of thousands hundreds of thousands millions of people and put my work right in front of them so now i'm not just doing work in someone's house in brentwood or or forest hills or green hills or nashville or i'm doing work in front of the the whole country and in some instances the whole world i got a message from africa this morning and wow right it there's 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 no boundary to it so the fact that I now get to live my dream job all over the country and and travel and work and say yes to only the the perfect fit projects is because of social media. There's no question. Africa, that is amazing. And uh, if you need flooring there, thank uh, you. I, it's on the Appreciate bucket that. list. Great. Uh, <laughs> so. So there's obviously tremendous benefit to social media. Can you point to any time where social media has had a negative impact uh, on your business? It's tough to say. It's tough to paint it as just straight negatives. Mm -hmm. There have been some navigational points along the way Mm -hmm. where I have had to understand how to invest in photography in a way that works for me and my business and not have photography in a way that works against my business, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. Has, has been, there was a learning curve there. Mm-hmm. There have been, um, you know, a few times, I, I hear so many people who struggle with um, criticism and negativity, and that is not, for whatever reason, that is not the, the temperature that, that we've sort of maintained mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. in in my social media world, but um, you know there are suggestions for what people think I should be doing, or you know comments on things that don't have anything to do with design that I just sort of accept. You know my eyelashes, or what color nail polish I'm wearing, or what color my <laughs> lip gloss is, or who <laughs> highlights my hair, or things like that. Yeah. Which you know it's there's. I don't know. Is that a negative? You know, well, I don't, I don't really, really know cool about that is it's 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 how people are connecting with you mm-hmm. on some level. Mm-hmm. And that creates another community. Right. Uh, so there's it, it obviously it's like kind of head scratching moments. But mm-hmm. uh, you're right. Probably not necessarily negative. It's it's not really negative because. You know, my analogy for the way that I use social media is the front of my page on Instagram is the business. Mm-hmm. And the stories on my Instagram is the mullet. <laughs> the so we're, we're business in the front and we're a party <laughs> in the back. So what you're seeing in stories is the real deal. It's not... It's it's not curated. It's not edited. It's not perfect. It's it's tons of imperfection and vulnerability and weakness and flaws and mistakes and successes and all sorts of things back there. The front of my page is a hella edited 
perfect image that I'm sharing on my page. Yeah. In stories, though, is where I feel like I'm making relationships with people that feels better than just always being perfect. That's great. So when you meet people for the first time, do they have a sense that they already know you? 100%. 100%. So the way Instagram has has put me into people's homes and into their phones and when they're scrolling in pickup line or whenever they're doing their scrolling is fixed us so when I am hired, we have not met. Hmm. Almost always. So we have a signed contract. I have a retainer in my account. Mm -hmm. And we have never met. So when we do meet, there's for sure a hug. (laughs) And that is so awesome. You know, you are, you know, your eyelashes look better, even better in person. (laughs) Or, you know, oh, I remember seeing those shoes when you bought them or whatever. Like they're aware of, you know, how many glasses of champagne I can hold in one hand. They already know. So there's a, they have vetted me Mm -hmm. by, by understanding and and meeting me, Mm -hmm. the real me in stories. Okay. And my capabilities are on my front page. Okay. Very cool. I love that philosophy and I love the way you've set that up. So uh, the, the, the personal side of it, do you feel like that's had as big of an impact as, as the business side? Mm -hmm. And, and what I mean by that is clearly it has because people know you, uh, but have there been, uh, places where you feel like you have contributed things through a sense of vulnerability uh, for the industry and and kind of sharing that perspective of this is the real me, this is this is a moment of time of what I can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, does that make sense? It does. And I, I, I think what I have to balance is I, I actually have to have the chops. Mm-hmm. I have to actually be able to produce the... Six million dollar house, yeah, yeah. the you know the the kitchen renovation, the you know massive you know overhaul of a property, or starting with a blank piece of paper. I have to actually be able to perform. Mm-hmm. So I can't exist on social media, but not exist in real life. Hmm. So I, I have to be able to perform what it is that I'm displaying. In stories, is when you hear me develop how we get there. So what you're hearing is um, why I don't share product information all the time or or why I lost a relationship with a client and why I think that happened and what my responsibility is in that or a conflict mm. or whatever it is that challenges me or what's on my mind typically when I'm driving to work is what I talk about when I park my car before I go into the office. Here's what's on my mind this morning. This kept me up last night. I absolutely love the sense of vulnerability and quite honestly, just sitting here thinking for myself, that's something we've resisted doing in our business, but it, there is a courage, a significant courage behind that vulnerability and putting yourself out there. Uh, so I commend you for that. I think that's really, really cool and and probably not easy. We can't, well, we can't work without flaw and we can't work without weakness and we can't work without, you know, making mistakes. I, I did nothing you know, money is something that I that I have really focused on understanding, talking about, 
understanding the relationship with the clients, how all of that works, developing that sense of trust that they have with me, that I'm not trying to spend their money as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. I'm actually trying to spend it as as wisely and judiciously as we can for maximum impact, which is something that is a huge problem in my industry, mm-hmm. is understanding that and how people feel about money. Um, but being able to to express that really, in in my opinion, brings a human aspect to what they're doing. And my job is so incredibly human. I'm just working for people building their dream house mm-hmm. for their family and their dogs who are or are not on the furniture and their kids who do or do not eat neatly at the table and, you know, real life. So if I'm not sharing that real life and in making it understandably real, I feel like I'm, I, that would feel false to me. Hmm. Wow. Well, that is, again, courageous. Like it's a ton of courage to be able to do that. But it also makes a ton of sense because of of what you just shared, the credibility, the understanding. Uh, people are – we deal in luxury homes. Things cost a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And to make them look beautiful costs even more. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for people to have a perspective and for you to focus on that practice, I think, is really wise advice. I think a lot of us uh, – basically what I took from that is you spend a tremendous amount of time setting the expectation. And loss of expectation uh, or missed expectations create resentment. Resentment creates creates the end of a relationship or or at least a bitter relationship. So I, I, that's I mean, really I, cool. I spent the first nine or ten years doing it wrong, over promising and under delivering. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's all. That's what you have for your budget. Oh, yeah, of course, we can make it work. Mm-hmm. And. Oh, you want to you want it to look like this, but you want to spend that instead? Okay, yeah, I'm sure I can get that done. Mm-hmm. And oh, you want to do this in 30 days? <laughs> and of course, yes, I'll make it happen. Yeah, yeah, I can do yeah. it. And um, in failing, and what I say now in the first conversation before I'm hired is, you know, this is the scary number. Mm-hmm. This is how much time it's going to take me to do it. Mm-hmm. This is how much you'll eventually invest in me. This is your furnishing investment if you want it to look like that front page of my Instagram. Mm -hmm. And if I don't tell you that now, I'm just waiting for you to be mad at me and disappointed and have a negative experience with me. If I tell you all the down and dirty and you're in, we're golden. Yeah. Yeah. We're good to go. And if, if you're not in, that's okay too. This is, you know, you said the word luxury. We're in a luxury industry. Not everyone has an opportunity to hire a designer. Mm -hmm. And if this is not a good fit, my my feelings are not hurt. It's better for both of us. Well, we're just saving ourselves some heartache. Mm -hmm. I would rather provide you with the information, let you make an educated decision and feel great about it moving forward. And then we're happy and we're in lockstep. If I have you know, failed in some way, it's because all of those years I didn't know how to talk about it early and often. So it's so funny just hearing you. And again, this is kind of like self-help. We're in year 17 mm-hmm. of, of textures. And just understanding the phone book 
kind of dating myself, but the phone book size list of mistakes Mm -hmm. that have gotten us to to kind of the place where we are. And it really does come down to those, those pieces of advice you heard on the front end, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, over promise under deliver or being able to say no so that you can say yes. Mm -hmm. It's funny how all of that comes full circle, but how it takes a lot of heartache to really be convinced that that's the reality. I mean, just so much heartache and, and you're put into the, the, what I love about what you just shared is it's really simple. You set it up for success. So sharing those expectations is, is not only the right thing to do, it's the productive thing to do for everybody involved. For everybody involved. Uh, I mean, really, I joke about it, and and I use humor a lot of times when we're talking about money. But the you know, how much do you think I'll spend? And my answer is tons. <laughs> yeah. How much do you think it'll cost? So much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. But that I mean, that's a pretty good expectation. But you, you know, can come in under that. That's and what's and then and then the next line is, but you called me. Yeah. Yeah. So you're looking at what I do, social media. You're looking at what I do on social media. Those those people that are that are shown, those projects that are shown on my page were a tremendous investment on their part. A tremendous investment in furnishings and a tremendous investment in me mm-hmm. and a tremendous investment into the build. Mm-hmm. And that's the result they got. So if that's the result that you would like, I need you to understand what it took for us to get there. Mm-hmm. And if that's not where you are, that's okay. That's fantastic. That's great. And there's lots of ways to get beautiful homes. But if I'm your designer and that's what you want, I want you to understand what it took to get there because I would love to help you get there too. Hmm. But we have to be really clear before we begin. So so let's switch gears a little bit and talk about how it is to navigate a design project uh, in the era of social media. So obviously <laughs> you're not the only person on social media and we're all exposed Rude. to <laughs> <laughs> we're all exposed to so much information, so many beautiful things, so many ideas. Uh, share with me how that has impacted how how you are able to navigate the relationship with the client because they're exposed to a tremendous amount. How do you keep things on track? How do you course correct? How, uh, how do you change midstream? Share with us a little bit about how that impact has, has created you to do things differently or not, or whatever that looks like. Well, there's, you know, social media, there's no question that it has changed the way that we consume beautiful things. And you know, when I was growing up and my mom was renovating our house, she would wait a month or quarterly for a new publication to come out so she could go buy the magazines and see something new. And then she would clip a page and she would add it to her stack. And then we would, you know, she would wait another month or two or quarterly until another pub, kitchen and bath magazine mm-hmm. came out. Or, and that's how she consumed beautiful things. Well, we consume beautiful things at a at an astonishing rate. So the example that I could use is a light fixture. So there's we we go to High Point or we go to Paris or we go to New York and we go to a show and we see this incredible light fixture. And I share it in stories on Instagram. And then I use it in one project. 
and another designer in LA uses it on a project and shares it on social media. And a designer in London uses it and shares it on social media. Well, now there's a decent chance that my prospective clients have now seen that light fixture four times. Wow. Wow. So if I were to show them that light fixture as a possible good fit for their house, they'll say, oh, I've seen that. Mm. Mm. Been there, done that. So and they've never probably actually even really seen it. Well, they've that's just, what we talk just, about a lot is have, have you seen it or have you seen it on social media? Mm-hmm. And we say that in our office a lot is are we, are we so aware of things in social media that it's oversaturated to us? But I'm only dialed in to the design world. So I see maybe not everything, but I see a lot mm-hmm. of what's mm-hmm. happening in the sure. design world. So I say have – have you ever walked into someone's house and they had that light? Mm. Does anyone in your family have that light? <laughs> right? Like, is it real that you've seen it? Or is it social media that you've seen it? Because there's no way the manufacturing and, and, and product design industry could keep up with the pace of social media. Sure. I can share it the moment it comes out of their factory. Mm-hmm. And now... You know, and we can put it in a project, you can see it in six months, and it's dead. <laughs> and they haven't even mass produced it yet. Right? Like the yeah. turnover, the the rapid potential turnover is mind boggling. So we have to have conversations and understand, and I talk about it in stories sitting in my car, is what are we doing? With mm-hmm. all of this new information. Mm-hmm. And is it really dead? So is that light fixture dead? <laughs> or is it something that we have seen before, but we still think is beautiful? If mm-hmm. you've seen it before, can it still be beautiful? Yes. I mean, these are all yes. things yeah. we're trying to to navigate and figure out. Take it to your industry. There's how many species of wood-ish oh, that you could uh, use for flooring? More than I can list right now. So 100 or yeah, yeah, 80? 100, or, 100, okay, so there's yeah. 100. So once we've seen the 100, what what other wood species would you like to introduce to us? Can <laughs> you build us? Ones. Can you make us some trees? <laughs> yeah. You know, there it is finite. Product is sure, finite. Sure, The execution of it is not, mm-hmm. but product is finite. So Instagram and social media in general is is creating an endless thirst hmm. for, for new for new okay i hadn't thought about that and that's really pretty pretty amazing because the the industries just simply can't keep up with it absolutely not but what's really cool and what makes it new is individual designers integrating that into spaces differently well i mean and, that's part of the trick now and, right and that's that's the trick so have you ever had a client that sees a picture and and from you or someone else, and that's what they want, and that's the vision. Uh, does that happen? And if so, how do you navigate that? And let's say it's not yours. Mm-hmm. What what do you share with the client to to kind of set the expectation? Well, this isn't you know isn't mine, or it is mine, but yours is going to be different than this. Yeah, I mean, you know, the the quick response would be, well, you can't buy one that you can't buy that. That's theirs. Mm-hmm. Okay. They they bought that. So if you love that, you know, for me, it never develops and in, informs in, in without the actual client 
being involved in what it is. Mm. So my response would be, well, well, they have, you know, teenagers and, or they're a couple with no children and no pets, or they're a, a family that has 13 kids mm-hmm. and six dogs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, these are four humans. These are four people yeah. who inhabit these spaces. So it's created for them. So I love that you love that image. And thank you for bringing me all images of my <laughs> own work, which is nothing but an ego stroke. <laughs> but we're going to make one just for you. And and my hope is when people come into your house, when your family, when friends come into your house, they say, this is so you. And it's you on your best day, like your hair's working, <laughs> your shoes are perfect, right? Like your outfit's perfect. It's you on your very best day, a version of that. So there's no result without client. Sure. So when you're designing a space, somebody brings you, you know, quote unquote, their vision, which is probably a collection of photos, and then you get to know them. And then there's the space. How do you rectify those three things? Is it really just because to me, I feel like sometimes you start with a blank sheet of paper. Mm -hmm. How does that work when there's just a vision? Like, is it a combination of knowing them, of, of just really understanding what the, that desire is, and do the pictures help you get a sense of who they are? Abs- they absolutely, it is a, an amazing place to start, for sure. Um, I call it speed dating <laughs> when I'm working with clients. So I had clients come in a couple of weeks ago. They're in Arkansas, and for our first meeting, we didn't have to be on site or see their current house because they didn't love it. They just came to us. Okay. And I said, well, get ready because we're going on a big fat date. <laughs> and I want to know if, you know, the, I want to know the mundane about you. Mm-hmm. Are you right-handed or are you left-handed? Ah. Are, do you eat dinner at the island in front of the TV or do you like to eat at the table? When you wind down and you put the kids to bed, do you drink a glass of wine? And if you drink a glass of wine, are you in your pajamas or are you still in your work clothes. Mm-hmm. And if you're in your pajamas, do you like to curl up or do you want So that's that is how we build a house. Wow. That is awesome. I'm not incredibly interested in what your favorite white paint color is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's just It doesn't really tell a whole lot about you. No, it doesn't tell me anything and I need to know who you are so I can build you a house. That to me is what infuses them into those spaces. That's fascinating. And that makes me thankful, or it it brings into perspective. I often think about we're in one small part of the design. And to us, it's a very big part. But designers have to play the role of designer, builder, counselor, uh, psychotherapist, um, financial assistant, planner. financial planner, marriage counselor. Mm-hmm. Like it's really fascinating. So to start there and use that as a building block, I think that is something that social media cannot replace. Uh, and the humanity that you've spoken about, uh, that really is where the success is going to be found. That's where the happiness is going to be found. As we all know, we consume these images so quickly 
building based on something that you saw isn't really who you are. It's something you liked in that moment. Mm -hmm. Uh, It could have been a rainy day in Nashville and you saw a sunny outdoor Mm -hmm. scene and, you know, your mind's thinking, oh, that's what I want. Mm -hmm. Well, you're really just wanting sunshine. You really don't care for the design, but it's, it's... It's oddly to me, it, it, it's, it's the mundane, it's the, the snooze, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm a big bore. <laughs> really, I want to know all of the boring stuff so we can blow it out. Yeah. Not, not the party once a year. Not the, not well, the, I mean, you know, I'm we'll like, plan where, where that, do you want but, to put yeah. the dishes that you never use? Where do you, you know, how many fake parties do you have in your mind? One, how often do you have a caterer? But really, how often do you have a caterer? But if we have a caterer, then we're going to build a kitchen that we can have a catering, you know, company come into. But we need to know all of that stuff. You know, they're the, the aspirational stuff. What I say is pretty is easy. Mm-hmm. Pretty is easy. It's going to be pretty. Let's not worry about that. We know it's going to be pretty. But when you go to sit your wine glass down, is there a table? (laughs) When you go to, you know, load your bathroom products to go on a trip, are the things that you do that with accessible to you? When you want, if you use an electric, if you want to use an electric razor every day, and you're left-handed, and I put the outlets in the right-hand drawer. Uh, right? These uh, are these are not the these are not sexy memories. This is those, not sexy talk. Those are right? ultimately the things that we all get judged on. Well, that is what this house will rise up to meet you, mm-hmm. where you live the way you live. That is what I'm doing. They're pretty, yes, but they. Function like a mother. <laughs> and that to me, that's what I'm looking for. That is awesome. Oh, that's so exciting. Okay, so um, one thing I love about about following you on, on Instagram is how you really value and protect sources mm-hmm. and protect the client. Um <clears throat> Share with me just a little bit about that, because I think it's really important. I feel like, uh, to some extent, uh, a lot of people think they can be a designer because they see pretty pictures, and um, it's something that uh, does take a lot of skill, and you just kind of described it. Like, there's a theory and a thought and a tremendous planning. The pretty part is a result of that, and... and. I didn't realize it, but it does sound a lot easier to make something pretty than make it functional. So when did you make that decision and was there a driving force behind it? Because I just, I feel like it's really ethical and I love how you've taken a public stand and I think that helps the industry. Uh, So I partnered with my business partner uh, 10 or 11 years ago. And we started going together. She had gone, but I started going with her to High Point Market twice a year. As my Instagram following grew, then I started to be invited to speak at different events. So KBiz or Dallas Market or Atlanta Market and um, went to Paris and did the Paris Markets. So I'm investing in my business to go and do those things and spend the time and walk these, these, you know, 
buildings yeah, and streets yeah. and acres cities and acres and acres. To, to find all of this and to fill my arsenal with beautiful things that I can use that will make sense at some point on a project. Mm-hmm. When I source what I believe to be the perfect light fixture in someone's house and they're the right time, they're the right client, it's the right moment, it casts the right light, it's the right size, we've scaled it in your drawings and we've done all of that. I did that just for them, just for the client who has paid me a tremendous amount of money to get to the point where I'm making light fixture selections in their new construction. I've invested a tremendous amount of money into my business to have the perfect light fixture at my fingertips when the time comes. To share that on social media, tag the source and let you swipe, undermines the efforts and the investment that clients are making in me and that I'm making in my business. Hmm. So I am not a resource for viewers and followers so you can have the products that I have found after a tremendous investment by me or by the client. I'm a designer and I work for the client. What sort of pushback have you received pushback on that? Yeah, I think people get frustrated with me and, and, you know, where's the light? Who makes the light? Where can I buy the light? Anybody know where you can get this light? Why won't she answer me about the light kind of comments or a DM? Or then I'll, they'll send me an email. They'll go to my website and they'll send me an email. I asked you on Instagram about the light. What's the light? And I, it's not that I misunderstand. I understand. They want to know. I understand they're wanting to know. Sure. But there's a confusion in social media that beautiful things can be plucked and eaten yep, by yep, anyone who yep. sees them. And that's not what I do. That's what some people do. That's not what I do. So I'm a designer for hire. I'm, there's no question I am running a business. And, and at this point, running a really big business. And, and for me to give away my inventory or the things that I have invested in or the trust that clients have invested in me would would do, in my opinion, nothing but work against the business I've created. Yeah, because if I was your client and and you shared that, I would be – it would be frustrating. It would be very, very frustrating. It's um, very, very now, frustrating. If, the client, if I was the client and maybe I, I wanted to, to share something, even that's muddy to me. But it would just feel – because it is expensive and it's emotional. The emotional – giving that you, uh, the emotional investment you have mm-hmm. to make into building home, uh, on any scale, like it's an emotional process. It's emotional to go to home goods and pick out something simple. Uh, it, it brings things out of us. So, well, listen, I think the advice you have shared, uh, the stories you have shared make a tremendous amount of, uh, sense, uh, I love what an advocate you are. Uh, I think that we need more folks like you in the industry uh, helping set expectations and uh, really protecting 
protecting our industry because it is difficult and it is a huge investment. So uh, every segment, we, we kind of do a little rapid fire okay. at the end so people can get to know you. Hit me. Um, so first question. Yes. If you had one extra hour of time per day, what would you spend it on? Oh, I'm going to be sweet and say I would spend it with my family because we are all busy and we're all doing our thing. And um, if we could have dinner together every single night at the table, that's what I would spend an hour doing. Mm. Me too. Okay. Bucket list vacation destination. So many. Um, Love to go to Australia. I'd love to do an African trip. I would love to... You know, stay in one of those huts in Bora Bora uh, out over the water and um, take a big group of friends and go down and rent all the huts. Um, so lots of them. That's the fish in a barrel. Celebrity crush. Oh, celebrity crush. I can't say Justin Bieber. That would be ridiculous. <laughs> so let's go with. Jennifer Aniston. Wow. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. Absolutely love her too. Absolutely love her. Favorite fashion designer. Um, let me, let me city drop and tell you when I was in Paris recently, <laughs> um, we walked through the boutiques and saw everything and I was just blown away by Alexander McQueen ah. and the showroom was incredible and I suddenly feel like having, you know, $10,000 pieces in my wardrobe makes total <laughs> sense. Um, so I'm going to go Alexander McQueen. Uh, that's great. That's great. Okay. Final one. Favorite Nashville restaurant or type of cuisine? Um, I am not a purist. <laughs> I am in it for the company and for what we're doing. So I'm going to go like strip mall Mexican. Oh, perfect. Perfect. We are two peas in a pod. We are two <laughs> peas in a pod. Okay. Uh, really, this is the last final one. What's the one tip or piece of advice you try to live by? So the, the quote that my daughter knows is the quote is, today you are you that is truer than true. There is no one alive who is youer than you, Dr. Seuss. So to me, that's the thing. I... I to my fam- I am myself to my family and they love me for me. I am myself to my clients and they either choose me to be their mm-hmm. designer or they don't. There's a looseness with which I hold things mm-hmm. that are meant for me. Mm-hmm. So if I'm your girl, then let's do this. If I'm not your girl, I will not squeeze you, I will not chase you, <laughs> I will not convince <laughs> you, I will not I will not. I am what I am, and my journey is to be the best of me, the most me, and that's it. That's awesome. That's really awesome. Uh, thank you for sharing that. I love – I actually – that's probably in in my brief time doing this. I love hearing the answers on that and holding things loosely and being true to who you are uh, – is is great advice for all of us. So, Lori, thank you so much for being our guest and sharing a great perspective on the impacts of social media. Ladies and gentlemen, until next week, I am Andrew Denny, and thanks for listening to Couture and Construction.
Thank you for listening to yet another inspiring episode of KOTOR and Construction. Please make sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you like us, please remember to share with your friends, family, and industry professionals.